Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. We're still in the midst of a series called Living Upright in an Upside Down World. And we've looked at encouragement, we've looked at generosity, we've looked at optimism. And today we're going to look at how to be grateful in our everyday, ordinary lives. Life is a little bit different, but I'm believing today that God's going to help us to live ordinary lives in unordinary circumstances. I want to bring a scripture to you, and it's found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 13, and it reads like this in the King James Version. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Now at last your care for me has flourished. Again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. And then he says this, not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I wonder if that refers to the state we find ourselves in the moment. I'm not speaking about geographically. I'm speaking about where you find yourself in the spaces and places of life. He says, I know how to be abased. That is very low on things we have. He says, I know how to abound, and that is to flourish. Everywhere in all things, I have learned to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. And this classic scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can someone say amen to that? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think in our world today, there is many that carry a belief there is something always better around the corner. That will bring satisfaction, fulfillment, and purpose to my life. Something that will be truly amazing. You see, as for me, I really do believe in a better future. That's why we have vision. That's why we have hope. But the reality is we can live now with the future in mind, but we've got to live today. We've got to negotiate whatever happens to us today. And the better we handle our todays, the better we are equipped to handle our tomorrows. I was just thinking of myself going back a few years now, a 21-year-old John. And my thinking used to be, when I finish college, then life will be amazing. When I get to work in the church, then my life will be amazing. When I get my own church, then my life will be amazing. Or as you get your own church, when I get a staff member, someone that I can share the burden with, then life will be amazing. And being in our old church in George Street in Liverpool, we used to look at that dumpy place and just think, man, when we get our own building, life will be 
amazing. Can you see what I'm trying to get at today? That we're always living in the future, but sometimes we're not appreciating and learning what we need to learn today. It could be with your family. I used to think when I get married, man, life is going to be so much easier. Oh, then we have a baby. Life will be so much easier and fulfilling and satisfying and then you have another one and then you have another one and then you have another one. Or when the kids get out of nappies, oh, life will be just amazing and fulfilling and satisfying. Or when they go to school or when it's holidays, when our children leave home. Oh, I used to long for our children to leave home, get their own licences and just be independent. Now I just can't wait for them to come back and spend holidays with us. You know, it's amazing where we never live where we are supposed to live. We're always thinking of something in the future. You see, no matter where I am or where you are, you're probably waiting for the next thing. The, the something, the achievement, the possession, the, the, the job, the next job, the relationship, the next relationship, the marriage, the next marriage. And the thing is kind of always around the corner that maybe bring fulfillment and satisfaction in our life. Have you ever been there? Are you there now? And this is what I've learned over the years. As this. As I look for a better tomorrow, as I'm just not properly appreciating today, I think there's something great around the corner. But when I get around the corner, there's another corner. There's another challenge. And I get to realise after a while that life has many corners. Life has many challenges. And didn't Jesus say that he will bless us in this life, but there will be many challenges? Didn't he say that in the world you'll have tribulation, but in me you will have peace? So church, it'd be interesting to know what you think the answer is. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 reads like this. Paul says, therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And we can hear these words, you know, do all for the glory of God. But really what it means this, everything you do, do it to honour Jesus. You're lying down, you're sleeping, you're raising up, whatever it might be, do all for the glory of God. So whatever you're doing, you're washing, you're cleaning, your work, your everyday life, and Romans Chapter 1 and verse 2 in the message version, it reads like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, your ordinary life, your sleeping, your inking, your drinking, your going to work, your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you, responding quickly 
to it. I think this. The prize is not out there somewhere. The elusive joy and the satisfaction fulfillment, maybe it's just not out there around the corner or it's there tomorrow. Sometimes we think the prize is in, oh, I earned a pay rise. Oh, I earned a new car. I've got a promotion. I've got a day off. I've got a holiday. Maybe the prize is in what we do in our everyday ordinary lives, and that is to honour Jesus. Here's a few things to think about. What if your work is your reward? What if the prize is the process in the journey of life? I think sometimes the journey is more exciting than the destination. As children, we used to go on holidays, and to be honest with you, the journey in the car was probably more exciting than the place we were going to. What if we can just be grateful in our daily, ordinary lives? We want to stay on top in an upside-down world. Maybe we need to embrace the moments. What if whatever we do, we do for the glory of God and to honour Jesus, the one who loves us and gave himself for us? I was just thinking about the Apostle Paul interesting character. And he says in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 9 in the New King James Version, he says, I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. Paul was saying, hey, you know, my past, I am not a nice person. I hurt people. I was bad. I was what you'd probably call today a modern-day terrorist, and I just wreaked havoc on the church of Jesus Christ. But then he encounters God, and God changes his life. And in 1 Corinthians 15 in verse 10, he says, But now, by the grace of God, I am what I am. We are not what we used to be when we come to Jesus Christ. We are what we are because of Christ's gift within our lives. And it says, his grace, his goodness towards me was not in vain. And Paul says this, after a bad start, I've come to the Lord. He says, but now I labor more abundantly than them all. Yet not I, but the grace of God within me. What he's literally saying is, because I've experienced the grace of God, I just make the most of every day. I work hard. Paul says, I am amazed as well. His grace is so effective within my life. It's his grace that enables me to take the gospel. And here Paul is not making a bragging statement. Paul just lived his life for the glory of God and to honour Jesus. I just want to encourage you, whatever you're doing, do it to honor Jesus in your everyday life. And you might say, oh, my past, but the grace of God comes to you and he gives you the mercy and the goodness and the power to do what you need to do. In my everyday work life, I'm going to honor God. I do all for the glory of God. Just let us think for a moment 
Because some people think, oh, that's okay for the Apostle Paul. And you might say, well, the grace of God in my life is not that effective. Maybe we have to allow his grace to work within us, in our places, in our spaces. Come on, mums, it could be with your children where you just feel, man, I'm just not equal. Maybe we just need to call on the grace of God. Maybe in the workplace, maybe with dads, maybe in just serving God and doing our everyday life, we need to call on the grace of God in our everyday life and stop wishing we weren't where we are. Let me explain this. God's grace is not a feeling. It's a vehicle that empowers us in life. Come on, it's a vehicle. So what do we do? I believe as I respond to this in living my everyday, ordinary life, trying to live upright in an upside-down world, I live with a committed heart. The greatest joy you can find in life is living with a committed heart. We don't live with a convenient heart. We live with a committed heart. That's in our marriage, in our walk with God, what we do for God. The greatest joy is to live with a committed heart. We don't live by convenience. We do our best. It's faithfulness in the work. It's being aware. It's being steady. And God, I'm working in your grace spot. I find that as I pass to my church. I'm working in my grace spot. It shouldn't have to wear me out or stress me because God's grace is here. In my marriage, with my children, my grandchildren, in my relationships, in things I have to face in life, we find the grace of God that lifts us and his power makes us equal to whatever we are facing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we hear of Paul, what he went through, and it was in his everyday life. He was betrayed by someone that was really close to him. (laughs) He was bitten by a snake. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten, belted five times and received 30 lashes. The Bible says that he was cold and he was naked, often in danger from troublemakers. He was left for dead. He was accused and abused, had his own personal issues. He went through imprisonments, but he had no time to doubt he pressed on. What did he say? God's grace is sufficient. He is my strength. He is my wisdom. Even when he was imprisoned, he kept on working. And he says, I apply myself. And as I look at the apostle Paul, it seems like he never wished away his present season. Wherever he was, he was fully occupied. In prison, What is he doing? Not depressed. He's doing the work of God. It wasn't when I get out, then I'll be effective. He even had prisoners chained to them eight hours a day, and he witnessed to them, and he led them to the Lord. Even in this COVID season, probably a lot of us are thinking, when's this going to be over? And I'm probably one of them. But what I realize is, am I making the most of this situation? What am I learning? What am I doing? What's going to help me to move forward in life? As I look at my life and just think of the, some of the, the tough things I had, 
I remember I first started in ministry. You know, I'd get up at 4 o'clock, finish about 10 a.m., go home, get a shower, go to church, preach away. Hey, I just had to embrace that season. I remember another time where I was working in the army in, in the store area and I was doing stock tape. It was such a mundane kind of a job. And whatever you're doing, whether it's changing nappies, you know, do it all for the glory of God to honour Jesus. Even though some of our life and most of our lives, if you understand what I'm saying, may not look sexy, may not appear sexy, life is made up of many ordinary days. Why don't we just think maybe your work and what you're doing is your reward. The prize is the process in the journey. Maybe I need to be grateful in the ordinary days. I believe there is three enemies of reward. The first one here, and I have a prop, And it could be that the pillow. What does the pillow mean? I look at this one and it's so comfy and maybe the pillow is the temptation just to be comfortable. I just want to be happy. I just want my house to be more comfortable. I just want a dishwasher. I just want two bathrooms. I want built-ins. I want tiles. I want double garage. I want artificial lawn. I want a snooker table. I want a lap pool. Or in your car, you just may think, oh, I just want a back warmer. I just want windows that open. I want to have a, you know, a seven-seater put the kids in. But I want to tell you this. Easy never changed the world. We want easy, it never changes the world. But the pillow cries out, give me comfort. And maybe you're one of those people today that it's not appreciating the moment and you just give me comfort. The other thing that could rob us of our reward is the shiny thing, the allurement for distraction. The escapism, the ping on our social media, the Netflix, the bling, the carrot, you know, in front of the donkey and we, we keep on getting distracted by the, the blings of life. Mark chapter 4 and verse 19 reads like this, that the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Hey, don't get me wrong, things are cool. Man, I love the comforts of life. But when it stops you being the person that God wants you to be and it becomes another thing that distracts, it could be food, it could be an addiction, it could be sport, it could be anything, anything that distracts you and becomes escapism from us, facing the realities of life and embracing them and making them work for us, I'm not too sure if they're working for a good reward. Okay, so we've looked at the pillow. We've looked at the glitter that distracts. And what about the towel? What does that mean to us? I believe the towel is the temptation to quit. Oh, life is hard. Serving is difficult. 
the marriage gets hard. I'm not too sure if I'm in love anymore. You know, love is always a commitment. Finances, trying to save, it's, it's too hard. Just let's give up and let's go and spend anyway. And what do we do? We throw in the towel and we just give up and we just say it's too hard. We say, man, I tried, God didn't work. I went to church, I read the Bible, people don't care, I'm out, I throw in the towel. You see, I'm tempted sometimes, being honest with you, to go for the comfort, to go for the glitter, and I'm very tempted to throw in the towel. But I really believe that what God wants us to do is not throw in the towel, but to pick up the towel. And what we're supposed to do is wipe the sweat off our face, use the towel for what it's meant to be, stay in the daily grind of what God has for us, keep on doing the ordinary things with a joyful spirit, I think you'll soon realise that the work is the reward. The prize is the process. And living grateful in ordinary times of life is so amazing. Let me just finish off with this thought that's the Apostle Paul. He never let the now distract him for living the greater purpose. And he says this in Acts chapter 24 in the New King James Version, after going through all these pressures of his everyday life, he says this, but none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life as dear to me that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Not only doing a task, but fulfilling a purpose. Yours could be looking after your aged parents. It could be battling a sickness. It could be paying down a debt. It could be looking after your neighbours. And in this time where we're, you know, not so much doing serving around church, I just want to encourage you in your ordinary lives, find opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Paul's conclusion in 1 Corinthians 9 verses 26 to 27 is this. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, He says, the fights I fight, I don't fight as beating the air. But I discipline my body so I don't get carried away with the comforts or the bling or giving up. I make the choice. I'm an atmosphere changer. I light up the room when I walk into it. My steps are on purpose. And I believe that each one of us, we can start to declare those things within our lives. Whatever I do, I do for the glory of God. I do it for the honour of Jesus. The prize is making the most of now. I'm becoming bold in spirit. I'm becoming faithful in service. I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I am a son of God. 
I'm becoming extravagantly generous. I am an optimistic. You see, the work is the reward. The prize is the process. I'm going to be grateful in the ordinary. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.